Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of the Blatant Homerism Podcast, part of Crimson and Cream Machine on the SB Nation Network of Podcasts. Season's starting to wind down, just a couple of weeks left of uh, regular season games. I've invited on the skinny again uh, for our weekly handicapping uh, picks podcast. Uh, last week, even though we didn't do a show, we both put in picks for uh, posterity's sake. I went uh, four and one. I had I hit on Bama, uh, Texas Tech, Louisiana State, and Kansas State. Missed on uh, North Carolina plus five. Skinny was uh, two and three. He was also on UNC plus five, which missed. Uh, he was on Iowa to cover the 13 and a half. That didn't happen. Central Florida didn't cover 25, but he did get uh, Northern Illinois plus 20 and Sparty plus 13 and a half. Uh, that puts Skinny at 47% on the year. I am at 60%, so uh, Skinny's got some work to do here. Let's go ahead and welcome him on and see if he can uh, get back uh, on the winning on the winning side of things. Skinny, what's up, man? I, you know, I would say, if my track record didn't say otherwise, I, I would claim that I was kind of robbed by um, UCF not having the starting QB there on uh, yeah. <laughs> on Saturday. But uh, yeah, my record says otherwise, so try to do better this week here. Um. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead then and give us our first pick of the week. Uh, mine is uh, an SEC game. Texas A&M traveling to Auburn, where the Tigers are getting six and a half points. And I'm going to roll with uh, the underdog here, simply because, you know, I look. I've seen I've seen Auburn play. It, this team does not uh, impress me that much, but they're far better there on the plains than uh, they are away from home. Uh, and you know, we saw them get spanked by Alabama last week, but that was. Uh, that, that was coming after uh, Bama lost to uh, their in-state rivals last year in the Iron Bowl. I just, I've, I've watched A&M, and it's not that A&M is a bad team per se. In fact, I think they're really good, like on both, uh, especially in the trenches. But I do think that, uh, you know, Kellen Mond doesn't do a lot for, for me. And, uh, you know, Auburn's a solid defensive enough team to where uh, they can keep this low scoring, keep it within uh, keep it within one score, and, uh, you know, potentially, I guess, maybe have a shot to uh, pull off the upset here late. So I'm going to go ahead and roll with the Tigers here, plus six and a half. Uh, well, uh, not to be boring here, but I'm actually, my first pick was the exact same. I'm going to take Auburn getting the six and a half at home. You know, this just is a tough spot for AM. I, I don't know that they're used to handling this kind of pressure, uh, kind of, you know, called being the hunted, right? Um, given their position now. And and, and I, I agree, Auburn defensively, I think, could give them some problems. Um, I know they gave up a ton of points to Bama, but um, I'll go ahead and take Auburn as well. All right. So we're both on Auburn plus six and a half. Uh, I'll move on to my second game. This is one that I actually previewed for um, Athlon Sports, so if you want to check that out. But uh, West Virginia traveling to Iowa State to Ames. Another case here where I'm going to get on the be with, be with the underdog. This is a really good defense on West Virginia's side of the field. In fact, I think that you'll see two good defenses, really, uh, when uh, these two teams play on Saturday. Um, and that alone, come, plus on top of that, I mean, if you saw how Iowa State reacted kind of last week after beating uh, beating Texas, 
you know, it was a kind of a thing where, you know, you could just tell that it was a huge deal for, for that program, given how close they are now to, uh, clinching a spot in the big 12 championship game. I think that, uh, the Mountaineers are going to keep this same kind of thing. And we think they're going to keep this within a score and a game that ends up being, uh, maybe a little lower scoring than, than even, uh, than most people would expect, uh, Mountaineers plus six and a half. Oh, man, we're going to keep it really boring here because I'm on the same game. Uh, West Virginia getting the points. Uh, a lot like you said, I think Iowa State, you know, seems really high coming up. You know, the, the Texas win, you know, the OU in Texas the same year. Um, shot at the Big 12 title, right? All these things. West Virginia's defense is really good. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see West Virginia win this outright. Um, but, uh, you know, I'll take the six and a half. Yeah, um, you know, the, my only concern here is that kind of late breaking. I guess there's there are some COVID issues there for uh, the Mountaineers. Um, they'll have they'll be missing a few guys on both sides of the ball, but you know, you kind of take that's just the way it goes this year, right? So I mean, it, you know, just keep on trucking, I guess. Yeah, it's hard to play that that uh, the COVID. Uh... Outbreak this year, right? Exactly. You don't know what you're getting. Um, All right, so we're both on West Virginia plus six and a half. Okay, my third pick, uh, Big Ten country. We've got Indiana. They uh, sustained a big loss uh, with uh, my quarterback Michael Penix uh, with the knee injury. It's going to knock him out for the year. They've got Wisconsin uh, coming up, and uh, I believe the Badgers were off last week thanks to. some COVID issues in Minnesota, but um, it's a big number here. Two touchdowns. I say lay it with uh, with whiskey here. It's not just that they're lo- that that uh, Indiana is losing Penix. I mean, for starters, this to me this line is way too thick. It's telling it, it's saying something, but you know. Indiana has relied so much on other teams turning the ball over this season to uh, to uh, get points, and. I think that uh, you know you'll see that Wisconsin can kind of control tempo and uh, you know plays a lower margin style where I don't think that those kinds of uh, you know turnover the turnovers become like a big problem. I think uh, and on top of that with uh, you know quarterback change there for the Hoosiers, I think that Wisconsin's going to roll this week. So I'll go ahead and lay the two touchdowns. Yeah, I like that one hundred myself. Just that I mean. I- I guess given, you know, Indiana's injury situation, maybe it, it makes some sense. But, you know, also the only t- time I really got to see Indiana was against Ohio State, and, and that game was not um, as close as the, the final scores. Okay, so then what is uh, game number three for you, Skinny? All right, I'm going to break ranks here. I'm going, staying in the Big 12, I'm looking at the Oklahoma State Cowboys going into full work to play TCU. Um you know, it's the kind of situation where, boy, over the season, that, that OSU offense really doesn't do a lot. Um, you know, the injuries and, and kind of all the things that they've dealt with on that side of the ball. But I, I still just I, I want TCU, I don't think their offense is going to be able to do much against, you know, that Oklahoma State defense. I'll take Oklahoma, the uh, road favorite, minus two. Ooh, okay. Well, uh, again, folks, we don't we don't share these picks uh, ahead of time. I, for my fourth pick, I'm actually going to go the opposite way. I like the uh, Horn Frogs plus two here, and <laughs> I wish I could give you 
a really solid reasoning aside from uh, something about I mean I mean Oklahoma State last week the way their defense played uh, that had been their calling card this year then all of a sudden you know I mean Texas Tech is going up and down the field on them and uh, you know TCU is sharp enough team but the other thing about it is this line at two just seems to be screaming out like you know just begging you to take Oklahoma State. Um, sometimes that works out. Other times it doesn't, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just suspicious here. I'm going to go ahead, take the two points. And I, I think Horn Frogs may win this one, uh, outright. Okay. So I am going to take TCU plus two. You are on the opposite side of that one with the Oklahoma state minus two. Uh, give me your fourth pick skinny. <sighs> yeah, man. Um, uh, I'm going to go to the back 12 for the first time this year. I'm, I'm looking at the Oregon Ducks. Uh, you know, I obviously know what happened uh, last week, but this is a really bad Cal team. Um, and, you know, I, I guess Oregon still has something to play for, right? So um, I'll take Oregon at minus 10. I think that's a pretty good number for them. So I, I like Oregon. All right, yeah, that was uh, that was a funky game they had last week there. I mean, that uh, especially the officiating there at the end. I mean, it was just a disaster. Uh, did you yeah. happen to see? Were you were you watching? Because uh, you know it was that goal line issue where uh, Oregon State had the ball on third third down right on the goal line, and or, Oregon's defensive end was offsides by a good like second and a half i mean he was like already in the backfield before they yeah. had snapped and they didn't throw I, I mean i couldn't believe it but uh anyway yeah so uh that that definitely threw a wrench in things there for the ducks so uh all right so oregon minus 10 that is skinny's fourth pick all right so uh my fifth pick this week this one man i never ever do this but just in this one case I'm going to lay the seven with Texas. Um, I know that oh. it's a really, really odd uh, spot emotionally for that team after uh, blowing that last week. And, you know, now they've got guys opting out left and right. Uh, you know, there's talk about, uh, you know, Tom Herman. It sounds like he might be on his way out there in Austin. But the one thing uh, about it is that Texas didn't quit last week. They didn't, you know, it wasn't that type of thing. It was just more a matter of, uh, you know, they weren't really put in a good positions to win, I think, by their coach. And, you know, Sam Ellinger, you know, love him, hate him. Uh, I mean, he still plays pretty hard. I think, and on top of that, man, I mean, just if you've been watching Kansas State down the stretch here, they're not looking good. Their quarterback situation is bad. I just feel like this is going to be um, yeah, the kind of thing where, Kansas State is going to really have a hard time stopping Texas, and uh, I think that uh, Kansas State's just so limited offensively that uh, Texas will be able to uh, keep them from really doing much damage. I like I like the Longhorns here, and I think they win by I'll say by double digits. Wow! Yeah, I mean, watching Kansas State down the stretch here just really yeah. <laughs> makes you all the more mad about that implosion back in uh, September, but. Right, I mean that was a different team, you know. I mean, it, sure, sure, with uh, Skylar Thompson at quarterback instead sure. of, uh, you know, uh, Will Howard. So, all right, uh, last one for this week, Skinny. Who you got? Who? Okay, uh, throwing one out there, I guess. Here, uh, I'm looking at Syracuse going into South Bend. I feel like I end up on Notre Dame every week here, but <laughs> uh, 
Um, I, I guess here's the thought, right? Notre Dame's in the in the um, the championship game. They'll win this one easily, right? And, um, and and I guess you know I'm hoping here that that maybe they're kind of thinking about pulling the starters, not getting anybody hurt, um, that kind of thing. Maybe not giving their all uh, down the stretch there. And uh, I'll take cues to cover that that. 33 points. Yeah, I looked at that one really hard. Uh, exact same thing. Uh, man, can you believe, though, the way they're doing that in the ACC with, like, all of a sudden canceling those games at the yeah. last minute? I mean, that's just, you know, the, I don't know. I, long term, they might regret doing that because, you know, you kind of set a precedent there where if Dabo just, you know, cries about it long enough that they'll, uh, that they'll you know, kind of cater to uh, what it is that he wants – I don't know. To me, it was just, it just wasn't a very, I don't know. There's just something strange about it. It doesn't sit well with me. It doesn't. Yeah. They're they're definitely one. They're definitely to get those two teams in. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. in the playoff and why they're thinking why risk it, but yeah, it's a bad precedent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. All right. So just to recap here, uh, let's see here. Skinny's five for this week. Uh, Auburn getting six and a half, West Virginia getting six and a half. Uh, I've got both of those also. Uh, we go opposite directions on TCU, OSU. He'll go ahead and lay it uh, with Oklahoma State, and I will take the two points with the Horn Frogs. Uh, then Skinny's fourth pick, Oregon minus 10. His fifth is Syracuse uh, getting 33. My final two, I'm going to go ahead and give the seven with Texas and give the 14 with Wisconsin. So uh, so that wraps it up. So let's talk uh, Sooners real quick. Obviously, last week uh, didn't go off with uh, traveling out to West Virginia for the uh, post-Thanksgiving game there. Instead, Oklahoma's got its last uh, home game of the COVID-shortened season with Baylor coming to town. Uh, you know, these teams have played a couple really good games in the, in the past few years, but, uh, you know, I think that so long as Oklahoma has at least a functional roster out there, uh, but I, I see Baylor having a really hard time keeping up with the Sooners. Uh, yeah, I think OU should should win this one easily. But, you know, you, you think about all these things where, you know, talk about like, uh, Lincoln Riley hasn't seen his players in a week. Yeah, yeah. So who knows what's going on? And then, you know, of course, uh, uh, you know, you have to bring Bob Stoops back to coach, <laughs> yeah. which is, which is pretty cool. You know, if there's one kind of cool thing that's happened out of this, that that's, that's a kind of cool story, but, um, yeah. Oh, oh, you should roll. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the thing with Stoops, I, I, I'm not exactly sure who they wanted him to, uh, fill in for, you know, on the coaching staff. My yeah, understanding, I was wondering that yeah. myself. Uh, my understanding, it sounds the reporting out there is making it out like maybe Alex Grinch got a false positive and that he, t- he tested positive, but he's had like three negatives since then or something like that. So maybe huh. Stoops was filling in for Grinch, but he could have also been filling in maybe for Roy Manning, who also might have been uh, affected. So I don't know, but it was just it, it was funny to me though when when that story came out because then all of a sudden you uh, you know, a lot of Texas you know oh man is this uh, is is Lincoln Riley going are they going to bring Stoops back to uh, f- to take over for Riley since he's leaving for the NFL or what have you I mean just you know the typical kind of fan fiction that you get right about yeah this time. I, I, yeah I think Texas fans need to focus more on their own uh, coaching <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> problems at the exactly. moment exactly I mean. I, <sighs> 
do you think that they're that the Texas? Let's, let's talk about this for a second. Do you think Texas really is going to can Herman? I, I do. I mean, it's it's a bad look um, in a year like this. Just you know, given that what they've had layoffs in the athletic department, it's what is it, a twenty some million dollar buyout. Uh, I, I my guess is that they do it anyway, though. Um, you know, but it's all dominated by boosters there anyway. I mean, not that most schools aren't, but like. Texas in particular is and yeah uh, you know and it's one of those things where I guess you know the the weird part about it is like you can make the argument like if you can afford to pay that buyout like you can't necessarily afford not to do it if it's going to hurt you know donations ticket sales you know next next year and I mean they're getting massacred in recruiting too is I think part of the issue also I mean you know you you had to, you had Crystal Conte I guess are, uh, offering to go call recruits on behalf of mm-hmm. Herman like that's never a good sign man no no it's not and, and I mean they're just they're not going anyway Some, something's not working there I really thought Herman would do well something's just not working right yeah it doesn't sound like he has many allies around the uh, around the athletic department anyway so yeah it sounds like he didn't start out very well in that regard yeah that's a that's an understatement and he didn't didn't really uh make any friends i think in the media yeah so um so i guess you know the talk there is uh you know they're gonna try to make a hard play at urban meyer something tells me that that won't end up working out though i kind of agree i mean i I don't know there's part of me that could see it because uh you know it all comes down to he wanted to be back in coaching right and then if I were Meyer, I'm kind of looking at it like, well, it, you know, I, I'm going to a, obviously a place with plenty of resources, right? Recruiting. And, and then unlike some other conferences, I've got one team I've got to get over every year. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so I, I but I, I, I guess I don't see him wanting it either in the end. I mean, the TV thing is so cushy, man. I mean, he's probably making, you know, five, six million dollars a year. He's really only working. Uh, you know, one couple days a week, really. I mean, mainly just one. Uh, I mean, to me, like, I don't know why you'd trade that to go to go back into coaching and get back on that grind. Yeah, how old is Urban Meyer now? Is he sixty yet? Is he? That's a good question. Mid fifties. I don't. I really don't know. I think he is. You know, probably around sixty. Okay. Um, you know, I gosh, and like. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think, you know, for OU, I, I don't really care one way or the other who they hire, honestly. I mean, it, it, OU, I feel like I'm in the I'm in the boat that it helps OU when Texas is good because, Agreed. you know, it, may, it makes OU raise its game. It, it brings more kind of um, cachet to the rivalry and whatnot, and that's big for recruiting and, and enthusiasm around it. So, you know, but yeah, I don't, it's funny. I don't necessarily worry about Texas hiring Urban Meyer if they decide to go that route. I mean, he's been coaching for a long time now. Not everybody is Nick Saban, you know, like not everybody is wired to keep, keep it that grind as that, that same way, you know, and if you see, see how it's gone with Meyer in the past couple stops, I mean, he's flamed out pretty hard in both of them. Yeah, I agreed. It, it'll be interesting to see. Um, and, but if not, and if not him, who? Um, right. Assuming they go that route, right? It'll be right. it'll be really interesting because uh, this is a big hire. I mean, I guess they all are, but this one seems it would like it would be really big. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I'm sure they'll th- try to maybe throw their hat in the ring for like Matt Campbell. 
uh, or maybe like uh, Napier at Louisiana Lafayette or something like that. But yeah, they they wouldn't have the same they wouldn't have the same pull as Meyer. That's for sure. No, no, they would not. All right, well, skinny man, uh, awesome. So uh, I guess you know we got the Sooners uh, just a couple games left this year, man. It's a uh, it's, it's been a wild, obviously, season, but uh, it's kind of crazy to think that they're on the verge of finishing up 11 or 12 games pretty quickly here. Yeah, I, I mean, I never would have. I, I was skeptical they would even start, and then I thought, who knows how this will go. And, you know, I, I know they had the, the one hiccup last week, but it, it, it's been far more you know seamless than I, I would have I thought. So. Yep, yep, I'm with you, I'm with you. All right. Well, Skinny, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Sounds good. All right. Thanks to the Skinny for joining us as he does every week during the season for uh, picks trying not to suck. Uh, make sure to uh, rate, review, subscribe, wherever it is that you get your podcast. And thanks to you all for joining us, too. For the Blaine Homers and Podcast, I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy. <laughs>